It's time for your week seven Blue Rush preview show, your giant show and podcast for the New York Post and SNY. The big question everyone is asking themselves, can the one in five Giants turn their season around on Sunday against the three and three Washington Commanders? Remember, Washington is heading up I-95 to East Rutherford after a pretty impressive win down in the A against the Falcons. In today's show, we're going to break down the matchup from the Washington side of things with former Commanders wide receiver Anthony Armstrong and Know Your Enemy. We're taking you back into the locker room to talk with Xavier McKinney, Jalen Hyatt, and Cordell Flott. And of course, we have player prop bets. And let me introduce the crew now. Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. He's going to give you all the news and updates coming out of the building. And two-time Super Bowl champ, he is at LT for kicks on X. He's Lawrence Tynes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gentlemen, good morning. What's going on? How are we feeling? Feeling great. I did not happen to see Jerry Seinfeld at dinner the other night. <laughs> um, but I am just here because I like talking about the Giants. That's the only reason I'm here. I didn't see Jerry Seinfeld. Didn't have an epiphany like our friend Justin Pugh. But uh, what do you think of that story, Paul? Did you like that story? Well, Justin Pugh is his a breath of fresh air in the locker room. You know what I mean? In the locker yep. room. I mean, yeah. look, it was it, he looked around and said, man, it's like 2013. You know, I mean, most of the writers are the same. None of the players are the same. But as you guys know, all the peripheral people who you guys get so close to a lot of those guys, the back, you know, the back level people yep. with the Giants are the same. So um, and and. You know, I knew Justin Pugh would be great in the locker room and great with us, but I didn't know he could play 77 or 80 snaps and be pretty good. So we'll talk about that. So um, maybe he's a breath of fresh air on and off the field, right? Yeah, once a giant, always yeah. a giant. Uh, Paul, we were in the building yesterday. Give us your uh, news updates from that practice report. You got a chance to talk to Coach Dable at the podium. Yeah. Um, look, always a lot of injury questions. They have a lot of guys. Um, it, you know, the main guys, obviously, Daniel Jones. It's always the starting quarterback. And, um, you know, I would say he's highly unlikely to play. Um, he still has symptoms in his neck, you know, and it's revealed that, you know, he's his his left side of his neck is hurt, is, is bothering him. There's symptoms there. He didn't say pain. And there is some symptoms in his left shoulder, which means there's some kind of a nerve or impingement or something that's going down there, right? Without my medical degree, I think I can safely say that. So until those symptoms are gone, um, I don't think he's getting on the field um, in any meaningful way. He's not clear for contact. He can go out there and throw, which is exactly what he did two years ago when he missed those six games after the um, to end the 2021 season. He was out there throwing. He just wasn't cleared for contact. Um, you know, I know people ask me all the time, it's it's going to be a no for Andrew Thomas this week. He's not even practicing. You know, I think there's a chance for the Jet game. He's ramping up. Um, it's a bad injury, right? Hamstring was a bad thing, and he had a setback. I think it's going to be a no for John Michael Schmitz at center, and I know people are very frustrated by that. They're not going to back, be back before they're um, healthy, and so I think it's still more patchwork. Uh, we'll see where Justin Pugh plays. Other than that, the only other thing, I mean, Evan Neal came out of that game. He had an ankle issue that limited him in practice last week and he came out of that game with some swelling in the ankle so he didn't practice on wednesday he will need to be monitored um you know say what you want about evan neal he has to be in there because (laughs) they barely have one offensive tackle um you know they need him out there so uh, we'll see they signed some guys um you know it's offensive line is still a very much a hodgepodge 
Uh, Tynes, it's looking like Tyrod Taylor is going to get his second start of the year with the, another jigsaw puzzle of an offensive line. Your thoughts. How can this offense be successful against this commander's defense? You know, I, I, I can't wait to see Tyrod Taylor again. Second time around, uh, they, they kind of know what he can do well. I, I think there were some plays missed against a Buffalo defense uh, that he can capitalize on against the commander's. Um, the offensive line was better. Um, people will say that was because of Tyrod. Who knows? That could be the case. He was much more decisive than Daniel Jones. I do like how he gets the ball out quickly. So Saquon being there was a huge, huge factor. And, uh, if he can get the ball running, you know, a little bit, I, I think this offense can, can do make a huge step forward, uh, from the Buffalo game. I really do. I, I'm actually excited to kind of see, uh, Tyrod, uh, play this weekend because obviously Daniel Jones has not had a great season and, it's kind of nice and refreshing to see somebody new come out and hopefully do some good things. But I think they found something with Hyatt and Slayton, these young receivers, and I still call Slayton a young guy. Uh, he's not old, and I, I'd love to see them open it up a little bit. That's going to obviously depend on the protection up front, but I'm excited to watch Tyrod play. Paul, can they protect Tyrod Taylor? Can they open this offense up against this Washington Commanders front four. I'm not even going to say front seven because I don't really believe in their linebackers, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But are you, if you're yeah. Mike Kafka, Paul Kafka, are you opening things up this week, especially at home? Don't forget, as Lawrence said, Saquon is back. Yeah. So, um, you know, they couldn't run the ball without Saquon at all. You know what I mean? They couldn't run it at all. And then, um, you know, obviously the passing game, any kind of – downfield shots were, were mitigated by the fact they couldn't protect. Now they have Saquon back. And I'm not saying he's going to get 40 carries, but I don't know about you guys. I was surprised he got 24. Yeah. You know, I was really surprised they got 24. And and the one thing, and Brian Dable kept mentioning this when he said, oh, you know, Saquon, you know, had some nice yardage. And, you know, Brian Dable kept reminding us that was a lot of carries to get those yards. I mean, there were really two runs. You know, the first half, you know, Saquon was getting two yards, um, no yards. So, um, you know, I think he's, he was finding himself. He should be better. Um, I don't think um, um, he had any setbacks, you know, other than normal wear and tear and, and some soreness. You know, he did not re-aggravate that ankle, which is a good thing. Um, so I don't know about opening it up, but, but you know, I like the fact that we're going to see more of Jalen Hyatt. Um, we've seen a lot of Wandale Robinson, but that was, I think, 46 snaps was the most he had in season so far. So I think we will continue to see more of him, you know. I know you, um, uh, Brandon, you talked to Hyatt in the locker room. I was standing right next to him and talking. I will go on record as saying I don't think he needs to shave. I don't think that guy needs to shave. He's 22 years old. He's thin. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, you know, when you talk to these guys. And some of these guys look older. The offensive linemen are big dudes, even though they're young. He's skinny. He's a delightful young man. He is so young looking to me. Yeah. Um, but he handles things well. He says the right things. You know, you know, I'm egging him on a little bit to, you know, you're gonna get more snaps. You know, what can you do? Can you do damage? You know, this is a this is a wide receiver, right? They always like to talk. Very, very, you know, no, I gotta learn. You know, he said I played a lot of slot at Tennessee. Now I'm outside. It's a big difference. I'm going against the elite of the elite. You know, yep. so but you know, he's got some confidence. And yeah, um, yeah I'm excited. I'm excited. He said he's getting a lot of um, um, cover two to his side. He's noticing it after the Arizona game. So if he's getting that, then someone else needs to be, you know, underneath Darren Waller, uh, somebody. I mean, well, you know why they're playing him like that, Paul? You know why the defenses are playing him, him especially, because that safety can be so far back. And they don't think Daniel Jones or or Tyrod can make those window throws. Right, Brandon? They don't think that that in between that corner and that safety where there's a little void. That honey hole. They just don't. That honey hole, they don't think our quarterbacks can make that throw, and obviously they've proven themselves right until they do. Uh, you know, you saw Tyrod hit it a couple times. That might have been against cover two, some of those slot fades to Slayton. Uh, but I don't know the coverage for sure. But that's why they run cover two. A lot of teams will until you prove you can beat it. Yeah, and you're going to have to beat them up that seam. You're going to have to run those four verticals, and that's yeah. why if they are going to have that cover two, because watching the Washington Commanders, they run a lot of four high shell. You don't have to blitz mm-hmm. much if you're this defense, this Jack Del Rio-based defense. They've got weapons on the defensive line, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. But, Paul, to get into Jalen Hyatt, and we'll hear the interview in a little bit, the kid, that's a humble confidence that he has. It's like he kind of – 
People tried to give him a bad rep because of that whole hello rookie thing where he told the Cowboys coach, like, well, what am I? But that, that's that type of confidence he has where it's like he's going to go out and show you. It's like my dad used to say growing up. I'm like Missouri, the show me state, and he wants to get out there. Really quickly before we even go even deeper on this past game, uh, because there are plays to be made against this Washington Commanders defensive secondary, I would like to see Mike Kafka use – Saquon Barkley, like Arthur Smith views, Bijan Robinson. Robinson could they couldn't get going against the 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 run defense of the Commanders. Five catches, 43 yards, swing routes, shoot routes. They used him as a receiver a lot to get him in space. And Bijan, being who, like a former younger Saquon, made uh, made some plays in space. But when it comes to Tyrod Taylor. One thing that they did last week, and I, I, I would really like to see them expand on, did you see how many plays they ran empty formation? You can't run empty if you don't if you don't have confidence in that offensive line. You scrap that because you can be blitz. You have a quarterback who understands where that free rusher is going to come from, and they, they hit some plays out of that empty formation. I would like to see that because you have the, the, the slot receiver of a Wandell Robinson that can make plays, and then you also have Darius Slayton, like you said, on the outside who made some plays. So... When we talk about this commander's defense, the, their strength is the defensive line. That second level and that secondary are huge question, question marks. Kendall Fuller is really good. Uh, St. Juice is really good. But if you watch the, the Falcons game, Van Jefferson was able to get behind the secondary. If you watch the Bears game, DJ Moore, Mooney, they mm. were able to get behind Jeez. the secondary. It is imperative this week times. And I know, and I know, Paul, I know that's the receiver in me saying this. It is imperative. They have to hit two shots over 20 yards down the field to keep this defense honest, this commander's defense honest. I love what's coming out of the building this week. I love it's Hyatt. I love it's Slayton. I love it's Wandale. Yep. Those are your three guys. You got to ride them this year, give them some playing time, and see what they're about. And we're one in five. Let these young guys go play. We know what Slayton is. And I really think Slayton is a fantastic receiver. He just hasn't been showcased. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been given the balls. I like Slayton a lot. But Wandale and Jalen Hyatt, like they said this week, they need to go play. They need to go play. We'll worry about Waller. We'll try and get him some red zone targets. But this is all about the young guys. Go play. Of course, you got the law firm of Alan Payne, sweating Young, coming into town, right? We nicknamed them the, the law firm. I don't think Chase played last year. Uh, four first-rounders, we know what they're about. Again, the Giants have handled them for the most part. Uh, for whatever reason, they have been able to handle this up front unit. So I'm not really worried about those guys. This team has only beaten the Broncos, the the Cardinals and the Falcons. Not you know if you look at their 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 schedule, it has not been. They haven't beaten any tough teams. Got blown out by Buffalo, lost to Philly, and blown out by Chicago. So we'll see what's happening here when they come into town. But I'm with you, Brandon. I love the fact that these young guys are getting a chance. It's yeah. kind of what we want to see. Paul, now, final thoughts thing, on the offense? Yeah, the one thing, the one caveat to that is. Um, you know, and, and right, even before this, people saying, let's get Hyatt out. You know, after that second game in Arizona, okay, let's get Hyatt, let's get Hyatt, let's get Hyatt out there. And receivers, young receivers can also make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're going to have to live with those. Now, if he and Tyrod are not on the same page on a play, it could be a pick six, right? I'm just yeah. saying, you know, where Isaiah Hodgins, that's probably not going to happen. Now, I'm not saying it is going to happen, but it is easy to say, put the young guys out there. And let's see what they've got. And Hyatt may, you know, take the top off one, but he also may cut inside when Tyrod thinks he's cutting outside because he's a rookie and rookies do things like that. And now it's an interception or, you know, it's something bad will happen. Uh, um, and, and as far as, you know, Saquon, you know, you know, we've been saying this for, for, for many, many years. You know, he caught 90 passes as a rookie. I just don't think Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka look at Saquon and say he is a premier um, pass catcher out of the backfield, yeah. and we have to feature him. I just don't think they look at him that way, and I think the record and the numbers indicate that. Now, they will throw him swing passes. You know, maybe they'll run a wheel route with him once in a while, but it's not a steady diet of Saquon. I just don't think it is in the passing game because, you know, they don't see Christian McCaffrey when they see him out there. They just don't. 
All right, let's riverside it to the defensive side of things. You're going up against Sam Howell, who, smart quarterback, Tynes. You're playing against a guy in the Eric Bieniemy offense. He looks comfortable back there. He is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. You, 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 you're big on the Giants' defensive line has to show up. Is this is the key to a W go through the Giants' defensive line this Sunday? No question. Um, secondary has played well. I like the young guys back there, but this 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 defensive line has to show up. Sam Howell presents a lot of challenges. He does not give up on plays. He's going to keep continuing to try and get the ball down the field. He's got a little bit of Baker Mayfield in him, mm. you know, a little moxie. Uh, he runs around. Uh, he does have his limits. It's why he went in whatever the round it was, fourth or fifth round. Uh, but man, I tell you what, he's competitive as hell. He's a he's a really good player. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has him playing within the system. Uh, he is sacked a lot. I think a lot of those sacks, it's a little misleading. It's because he's still trying to find that play. They're not just, you know, free runners off the edge, sacking him. He is constantly looking to get the ball down the field. So, yes, they lead the league in sacks, but that that number is a little bit misleading uh, compared to the one the Giants have where it's a bunch of free runners. Uh, he's a good player, man, very good young player. Uh, don't know if he's the long-term solution, but, again, he's got – some weapons around him with McLaurin and Thomas and the running back. So very formidable opponent here and a guy that's trying to prove himself in this league. Paul, one thing that they like to do is they like to use that power running game with Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. And keep an eye on Chris Rodriguez Jr. who came in and had some good runs against the Falcons. This Giants defense is at the bottom of the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. If you're Wink, do you sell out this game? No, I don't think you sell out because because um, look, if I would have told you, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, if I would have said, look, Brian Dable said this about a quarterback on the Giants' schedule. Okay, who do you think it is? This is what Brian Dable said. He throws it a lot. He slings it. He's not afraid to turn it loose. Stands in the pocket, has a good arm. He's not afraid to fire it. If I just said, you know, who is that? You you'd name some of the good quarterbacks. In the Derek Carr. Right? Yep. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to throw it. Howell is going to throw it. Yeah. Be, he will make plays, and he will present the Giants with opportunities to make plays against yeah. him. He thro- he's thrown six interceptions. You're right, you know, as Lawrence said, he 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 runs into sacks. There's no question about that. So, um, um, you know, I, I I think it's it's look, the Giants right now have a middle linebacker who's playing at the top of his level. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby O'Carrick mm-hmm. played great last week. Not good, great. I mean. Um, um, the best, the best game a, a Giants inside linebacker ha- has had in a decade, maybe. I mean, am I am I being you know too much there? You know, it, it, I think it's better than anything we saw from Blake Martinez. And Blake had some good games for the Giants, you know. Um, before that, not so much. Um, I have no idea if Okereke has uh, Pokemon cards that he can sell and, and make a lot of money on. You know that I don't know. But he played a great game. And, Scott, you know, Scott's are fire Pokemons. He, po- I know the business he's yeah. in. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but he played really well. And, um, you know, it, they got to continue to funnel things to him, things like that. And, um, you know, one thing we have to mention about the Giants defense, um, who are they going to be blocking? Who's in the middle of the uh, of, of Nick the commanders? Gates. Nick the Gates. Nick Gates, right? Now, Nick Gates has played every snap at center this season, every snap. Wow. He is the 20th ranked center in the league pro football focus, 20th ranked. You know, you can you can take or leave those rankings, but it's one one. You know, one analysis we can use, 20. Uh, John Michael Schmitz is 34. Uh, ben Bredesen is 37. Um, the Giants had Gates in the building, right? He came back from that injury. Everyone knows what a tough guy he is, what a delightful guy he is, what a, you know, he was named a captain, right? As he, you know, basically, not basically, he was voted in as a captain. And um, uh, the Giants, after the season, said, thanks, but no thanks. You know, we're going to go in a different direction. He signed three years, 16 and a half million with the commanders. And, um, Nice. You know, it's definitely a debate, right? Should they have stayed with Nick Gates? Now, if you do that, I'll go. I'll to... go one better. I'll go one better with go you ahead. here on this roster. Go what about Jamison Crowder? Jamison Crowder is fifth in the league, guys, in punt returns. Um, so that, that guy was in young. camp. He was just yeah. I'm sorry. Just named. Right? He was just named special teams player of the week, right? right? Yeah, he was in camp with the Giants. Where do we struggle? Obviously, punt returner, Eric Gray is our guy. doesn't really give you much outside of the catch. Uh, and I know there might have been some some financial things. Eric Crowder's a veteran, but they don't count a lot against the cap. I don't know what his number is. It couldn't have been much more than a draft picks. Uh, but happy for Nick Gates, right? If you're a Giants fan yes. 
anyone in the building, anyone that followed this young man, the heart and soul of that team would yeah. fight anybody. Everyone on our team will make sure they go give him a hug after the game on on Sunday because yeah, he is a true under? giant. Yeah, what's the over-under on um, – Him and um, Dexter? Him and Dexter, right? I mean, you know, but they went against each other. I don't know. Practice, you know? I don't know. I mean uh, – they probably have a ton of respect for each other, but maybe, I mean, listen, things can get heated and, and, you know, Dexter likes to talk. So, uh, it'll be fun. I I'm a huge Nick Gates fan. That has to be Leonard a bull. Williams still. Leonard Williams too. Leonard yep. Williams gets a little feisty also yep. in there. You know what I mean? Yep. Often when things aren't going well. So, um, you know, I could see Dexter being more of sexy, Dexy playful and Leonard Williams comes and gives Nick Gates a shot. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying cheap shots. I'm just saying these are emotional guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you you know, Gates. It's like fighting your brother. Together. It's like fighting yeah. your brother. Yep. They want to. They want to both. You know, beat each other up. So. Times final. That'll thoughts be a fun on, matchup to watch. Times final yeah. thoughts on the defense before I throw to know your enemy. Yeah, you know, I, I like Wink against a, a, a not a rookie quarterback, but a young quarterback. I like Wink's defense. We've heard coordinators before say, "Look, his defense is very hard to prepare for." We saw what he did against Josh Allen, Tua early. You know, obviously they they were on the field too much, but I, I like our I like this defense against a young Sam Howell uh, early in his career. Right, he hasn't seen something like this, so uh, I'm going to give the edge here to the Giants. All right, I love it, and the Giants uh, going to go against some really good Commanders wide receivers, Yak wide receivers. I got a chance to talk to a former Yak wide receiver for the Washington Commanders. He's wide receiver Anthony Armstrong. He's going to break it down from the Washington side of things in this week's Know Your Enemy. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, it's time for Know Your Enemy. Let's talk Giants, Washington Commanders. We have number 13, former Commanders wide receiver. He used to do the Dougie in the end zone, too. Now he's one half of the Believe in Commanders podcast. We have Anthony Armstrong. What's going on, my man? What is going on, man? I appreciate it. That's a good intro, man. I appreciate that. You you know, uh, all those classes, all those hosting classes in L.A. (laughs) I had to pay for during my CFL offseason. It's it's good to know that I'm getting an ROI right now. All right, man, you would believe in in Commanders podcast. Let's see how much you believe in your Commanders this week. You're coming up to New York or New Jersey. Uh, Let's talk about offense versus defense, man. When the Commanders are on the ball, Sam Howell, Steps up and he's lining up. How do you see Eric Bieniemy and this Commanders offense attacking Wink Martindale's defense? They need to find a way to run the ball. One and two, prepare for the blitz that they're going to get from Wink Martindale. The recipe for teams against Sam Howell has been all about pressures and giving him different looks and not allowing him to be in rhythm. Every time he has sacks, he holds the ball a little bit longer than he generally does. I mean, he's he's in a quicker range whenever he gets the ball out fast, but when they confuse him, when that look isn't what he thought he saw, he makes mistakes, holds the ball a little bit longer, and then you see the sack numbers are high for this team. Well, when you see this Giants defense really struggling to stop the run, do you see Bienemy kind of protecting the quarterback by running the ball with the Brian Robinson and the, the the trio of running backs they have in the backfield? And I think the way that you saw Brian Robinson ran physically and angry on Sunday against the Falcons and the way that Chris Rodriguez came in and really was yeah. a bulldozer as well, it gives you that good change of pace. And I've been looking for that. I think the commander's team needs that power running back that's just going to allow you to get three, four, five yards when you need it, when it's late in the game. And it helps you build out that play action passing and get the ball to your playmakers outside. Oh, let's talk about those playmakers, man, because it's October 18th. October 31st is is Halloween, but on Sunday, Scary Terry comes 
back to town. He's a guy that has absolutely terrorized every single secondary that he's faced with the 50 million quarterbacks that he's uh, had throwing him the ball. You throw in Dotson, you throw in Samuel. Uh, what's how would how did these receivers attack this Giants secondary? Man, I think they have to be patient and understand that they're going to get their shots when the running game is really getting to go. And it's going to bring safeties down and they're going to be able to get big chunk plays. And I love the one thing about Sam Howell is that he's extremely accurate with his passes. Mm -hmm. He will put the ball exactly where you want it to be. And, you know, as a receiver, if the ball is placed right in front of you where you can make your turn without losing any momentum, that makes you a very, very dangerous player after the catch. And that's what you have with all three of these guys and the creativity of getting the ball to Curtis Samuel in unique ways and having just the savviness of a Jahan Dotson and a Terry yeah. McLaurin outside. It's a, it's a hell of a matchup that I think the Giants secondary needs to make sure they pay good good attention to. Yeah, I was talking to Giants corner Cordell Flott, and he was talking about the importance of being able to tackle these guys, getting them down when they catch the ball. He said it's something that they've been working on tackling in practice still. like trying, you know. So that's something that I think everyone to keep an eye on right there. And when you're talking about Sam Howe getting the ball to his weapons, Sam Howe's tied for eighth in the NFL with pass plays 30 plus yards. Like it's still all this. Yes, he's sacked, but when they want to go down the field and they want to get a chunk play, they're, they're, I'm not talking chunky soup. They are going down the field and they're going to get that chunk play. Let's Riverside it, go over to the other side. Let's talk about this. We got to start off with this defensive line up against this Giants offensive line who it's been a jigsaw puzzle. Who's going to start? Who's where? Uh, Commanders, D-line versus the Giants O-line. What do you like? I mean, I, I think that I got to continue to put my chips behind the commander's defensive line. I mean, just across the board, it's got names that you would start a franchise with. And mm-hmm. a couple of these guys are about to get paid a lot of money here soon. But I think that they are itching for that game to where everybody gets involved. And if you're going up against a, a remade offensive line with the back uh, with the backup quarterback, you got to think that you're going to have some success. But they cannot underestimate Tyrod Taylor. I mean, the guy's a he's a hooper, Mr. Virginia Hooper, and he is dangerous dangerous in the pocket. He can navigate his way through the pocket and then run for a lot of yards. Uh, And Commanders fans, really, you've had some trouble against mobile quarterbacks in the past. So this defensive line needs to get after the quarterback, but do it responsibly. Yeah, the Giants did a great job going empty last game. You didn't see them run too much of that before that Buffalo game and the Giants uh, offensive line kind of held up. And even when it did break down, Tyrod Taylor was able to kind of get out of the pocket or extend the play a little bit to, to, to make some tough throws. And he showed he showed grit, absolutely showed grit. If you're Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, how are you attacking this Jack Del Rio defense? You know, I think that the first matchup is is looking at that linebacker position, uh, Jamin Davis, Cody Barton, and then they just added back in Kaliki Hudson to how they're going to match up with Darren Waller. Um, I think they brought him in and, and they invested a lot in him because they see a lot in what he can do. And he's a dangerous player, one of the most athletic tight ends in the league, and he can create a lot of fits uh, for this linebacking core. Because frankly, when you look at the receivers lining up and then having to pay, against, pay attention to Saquon Barkley, he's going to get some one-on-one opportunities. If you get a little bit too nosy in the backfield, now you have a very fast player running downfield wide open, uh, and it could be touchdown big blue. Are you worried about some of the chunk plays and some of the, I guess, mental mishaps that this commander's secondary has had? They've had, you know, a bunch of receivers have gotten behind that back end, you know, uh, Talk to me about that. Is that something that they're, they've been open about on on needing to adjust or get better at? Oh, they they know it. I mean, it's one of those things when you look at the fact that the meme all week was when Atlanta traded for Van Jefferson that they weren't even going to throw him the rock mm-hmm. and then line up against the commanders and they trying to go bombs over Baghdad <laughs> to this guy. Now, you, you, you got to understand that I don't want this to become a trend where teams start to, you know, get off to a good start against the commanders. And it could be one this week. I mean, Jalen Hyatt, extremely fast player. He can get behind your secondary quickly. And Tyrod will take that shot. He will put the ball back uh, deep into the secondary. And when you have injured players, now you have different players, different type of communication. You know, Derek Forrest not in. You got Danny Johnson playing a little bit more, right? So how is that communication going to work? Uh, Are people really going to be dropping back into the zones that they need to be? Because you have to respect Saquon Barkley. I get that. But also understand that that counterpunch is a big post coming from Jalen Hyatt or Darius Slayton. 
Last but not least, we all know there's three phases to the game. Quickly, special teams. Jamison Crowder, we know him from we know him from uh, uh, around here. He's in training camp with this team. Huge punt return against the Falcons. Who wins this matchup, special teams wise? You know, you got to get your chips to the commanders. I mean, Jamison Crowder had a great return last week against the Falcons. And generally, special teams momentum works week to week because now yeah. the special team coach feels good. The, that special teams unit starts to feel good yeah. and start to feel good about themselves. And Jamison Crowder has brought the spark to this team that they really needed from that position. And I know at the end of training camp, they, they had one player and I, and I said, that's fine. At least he's going to be able to field it. But once they picked up Jamison Crowder, uh, commanders fans knew they we're going to get a little bit more out of that punt return unit, and it paid off on Sunday. Last but not least, tell the people where they can find you and shoot the podcast. Shoot, shoot, go ahead, go ahead, tell the people, go check out the podcast. Yeah, man. absolutely, man. Check me out on the Believe in Commanders podcast on all your favorite streaming platforms. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Rated Armstrong. Uh, hit me up, holler at me. I love to talk golf, whiskey, a little real estate, you name it, man. I got we got it all covered over there. We multifaceted. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to turn off the uh, the Zoom now. We talked that whiskey, man. But <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on with me, man. All right, man. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you as always. AA going back to our Miami Dolphin days, and he talked about the pass catchers on the outside of this Washington Commanders offense. How are the Giants going to stop the Commanders' pass attack? Will there be big plays in their own passing game? I caught up with DB Xavier McKinney and Cordell Flott, as well as deep threat wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. Artem in the locker room with safety Xavier McKinney. Xavier back-to-back week with turnovers. Defense is kind of, they're trending in the right direction right now. You're going up against this commander's offense that can struggle uh, a bit. What's the vibes like? What are you guys talking about in the meeting room? Uh, vibes are always high. Uh, we always come into the building just ready to work, uh, ready to grind out the week. Um, but in the meeting rooms, the same as, same as usual. Uh, another opportunity to go out there and, and execute and, and be able to uh, you know, win a game. So. Uh, we get another opportunity to be on the field, play this great game, and, and go out there with the guys. So it's always fun uh, just going into this week. When you guys look at the tape from last week, you put that game to bed. Now you watch the tape of the upcoming opponent, the commanders, obviously. Like, what's the mindset in terms of how do y'all build off of the performance? Um, just knowing that, you know, we still have things to improve. Um, just kind of. Uh, locking in more so on the details, the little things that maybe we didn't do last week, um, and just playing that perfect game that we that we want to reach. So um, knowing that and knowing the guys that we have, knowing the coaches that we have, uh, striving for the best at all times is is kind of our um, way of 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 getting to the grind and, and trying to be better. Early in the season, I mean, you guys have gone up some against some pretty strong receiver cores. Last week, it was Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. Now we're talking Scary Terry, Jahan Dodson, uh, Kurt Samuel. Like, I mean, what's it like going week to yeah. week with some of the NFL's best? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely a challenge, um, but that's the great thing about the NFL. Uh, week in and week out, you know that you're going to play uh, great, great skill, great talent, um, and uh, we've we've been able to play some of the you know the best players in the league, uh, especially on the offensive side. So it's been fun for us. It's been challenging, um, and it definitely makes us a lot better. All right, you're back at MetLife Stadium. You got the fans going to be there. It's going to be a packed house. Uh, what's it going to take for you guys defensively to come out, take over this game, and uh, come out with a W? Yeah, got to play fast, um, got to execute, um, and got to play physical. I think those are three things that we're going to need, and uh, I think we're going to have that. Um, and we're just going to keep building upon of what we uh, did last week. All right, good luck on Sunday. Yes, sir, appreciate you. All right, let's talk about the commander's offense with DB Cordell Flott. Uh, what are you guys getting prepared for, man? When you step on that field on Sunday, what are they going to throw at you offensively? Uh, for us on the back end, they got some good receivers, 17 and 1. Uh, we got to just get ready as a whole for these two dudes. You know, they made some name for themselves in the league. They're good all around players. So we got to get ready to game plan around them and be able to, you know, stop them. Uh, they're a bunch of yak receivers, man. They don't really have that tall 6'4 burly receiver like myself or nothing, but a lot of guys that can catch it in space and then get north and south. How important is it for, for you guys not only to be there when they catch it but get them down right away and make the tackle? Right now, that's what we do at practice, working on tackling, being you know aggressive on the line of scrimmage or getting hands on to be able to be there and stop that yards out of the catch. So that's what we're working on. Are you going up against the Eric enemy offense? Like, kind of – 
break down what you guys have seen so far. And I, I know you're not going to give us the game plan or anything, yeah. but kind of break down what it's like going up against uh, EB's offense. Uh, they like to throw the ball a lot. That's as simple as it's going to be. Yeah. So we got to get ready to play coverage against them boys and stop them. So, so you're going up against uh, Sam Howes, the most sacked quarterback in the league. What's the communication like between you, the DBs, and the defensive line in terms of them getting there? Like, Does that change the way you guys play on the back end? Uh, not necessarily. We just got to work on our timing with the pre-snap communication, like you said. So be ready to get home. And how you feeling going into Sunday? I feel good. I'm confident. We're confident as a defense. We're confident as a team. So we're ready to roll. First game back at MetLife in a long time. I I haven't been on the jumbo trying in a long time. But <laughs> how are you guys feeling? I mean, I mean, is it is it that something that's going to motivate you guys playing back in front of the home crowd again? Yeah, we're feeling good to come back play home in front of our crowd. Then we got the different type of uniforms and stuff going on. So it's going to be a good night. Oh, you're going to be saucy out yeah, there. Actually, yeah, a little saucy there. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you check his Instagram because you know he's going to be fresh out there. You already there. know. You already know. All right. Good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah. I'm here with wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. Jalen, I talk to you. Every time I come to you, I always ask you. I kind of check in with you. Where are you at in terms of comfortability, the game slowing down? Like, How much fun are you having out there so far? Yeah, I'm having fun for sure, uh, especially first year. Um, just going out there, doing it for my guys. Uh, but at the same time, it's been fun for me, you know, as part of the season. Um, you know, we want to play better, but, you know, it just comes with games and experience, and we're going to get to the, the level we need to get to. What are some of the things that you've learned about the game, about yourself, just about NFL football in general since that first time I talked to you in training camp to now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I learned the most is uh, it's elite guys. Uh, you know, everybody out there on the field is elite. Um, everybody knows how to make plays. and. Uh, you know, when you're out there, it's, it's really like, man, who, who, I'm, I'm going to make a play, you know, and that's how I have my mindset, you know, when I go out there. But it's been fun, and I think that's the biggest thing I learned. You know, everybody's elite. The game's fast, faster than college, and uh, um, that's the biggest thing. And when you say, like, I'm going to make a play, you've had that confidence, and you've gone out there, and you, you've had plays. You've made some big plays. In fact, Coach Jabo said that you're going to, like, the reason why you're out there is because they want to give you more reps. Like, what have those conversations been like, and, like, how cool is that to have the head coach saying that he wants to get you out there more? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the best news you want, you know, yeah. coming from Dave's. Uh, a lot of respect to him. But at the same time, it just comes to, to the hard work and the effort that you put in practice, um, <clears throat> being consistent, getting open, you know, making the plays when it comes to you. Uh, and I'm just trying to do those things. And, you know, once I get those things and be consistent with it and uh, just keep working at every game, you know, the more and more targets I'll get. So that's, that's what I'm working towards. Sunday, going up against the Commanders, talking about a secondary that the guys get behind them. Uh, last week it was Van Jefferson. They didn't connect on it. But the week before it was Mooney from uh, the Bears and DJ Moore had himself a big game. Uh, how big is it or how, how big is it for this offense for you guys to, to, to take advantage of them giving up the big play? Yeah, it's a division game. Um, they're in our division, so uh, we got to come out with a win. I think that's the big, biggest, biggest thing we got to get out of it. Um, but you know, their secondary, um, even though people get behind them, they're still a good secondary. They, you know, they got good players back there, and you know, they're gonna scheme against us as well. So you know, we got to come and we got to be ready to play. So far as playing in New York, what you thought? I love it up here, man. I love it. Um, the fans are crazy, but that's what you expect. Um, Tennessee fans was crazy as well. So good environment for me. Uh, but at the same time, though, I've been enjoying it. Um, enjoy the city, you know, going out and, uh, you know, finding new restaurants, you know, trying to enjoy myself, you know, outside of football. So it's been a, it's, it's been a good spot for me. All right, man. Good luck on Sunday, my man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Cordell Flock talking about how they've been working on tackling to get tackling in that second level to get these yak receivers down. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why I just mentioned that while we get into our predictions, prop bets, and over-unders for this game. All right, here's why. You got Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, receiving yards, 55 and a half. He's a yak guy. Uh, Paul, I'll start with you. Over-under. Over. 55 and a half. Is this a first half bet or is this a whole a whole game bet? Um, he's a good player. Now, you know, he, he's only averaging about 10 yards a, a catch, right? You know, he's not going crazy, but, um, you know, he's a, he's a slick receiver. He's a tough guy. Um, 55 and a half is, is certainly attainable for him. I go over. Yep. I'm going to go over here too. I mean, obviously we saw what Diggs did. Very quiet 100 yards against the Giants. Um, but again, Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin. He's, he's only averaging about 57, 58 yards a game, but I like him to to make one big play against our defense. 
I'm going to go, go over. I'm going to go under on this one. I think Tay Banks has himself a Ooh. day against him. I think that the Giants' pass rush gets there, wreaks some havoc, and he's uh, and Sam Howell's going to have to go elsewhere with it when it comes to distributing the ball. So I, I might be crazy for it, but call me crazy. Uh, I'm going to go under on this one. Sam Howell passing yards 225 and a half over under. Tines. Man, he's averaging 250 a game, um, like like Paul said, and he heard from Dable in the press conference. He likes to sling it. Uh, I don't think that changes against this defense. They're going to have some hot reads. They're going to make a couple big plays. You can bank on that mm-hmm. when uh, they catch the Giants blitzing. So I'm going to go over uh, 225. I'm going to go over also. I mean, 225 is not is not a crazy number. You know, it just isn't a crazy number in today's NFL. Um, you know. Uh, um, Heaven forbid, I mean, you guys are both sitting down, right? I mean, imagine if the Giants actually took a lead and then the commanders would have to throw it. You know, mm-hmm. they see that's one thing that we have to talk about the Giants defense. The Giants defense, yeah. you know, what, what do defensive players always say? Oh, man, we could pin our ears back and go after the quarterback. The Giants have never been able to do that this year because they never have a lead, ever. So it's always like, are, we gonna, are they going to run or they going to pass? You know, they're always, uh, you know, imbalanced there. Um, over because um, you know I mean if the Giants happen to take a lead they'll throw it and I think if the if the Commanders are leading and it's a close game they're still going to throw it they like throwing the ball so two twenty five he can get that sure I'm going to go against the grain again I'm going to go under he's not a big he's not a big numbers guy he threw for one fifty one. But three touchdowns, no INTs in that win against the Atlanta Falcons. He's an efficient quarterback, and I think that's what makes him dangerous against this Wink Martindale defense. All right, uh, Brian Robinson Jr., rushing yards, 56-and-a-half over under times. Yeah, I like this guy. I think he's hard-nosed. Um, we obviously know the story with him being shot last year and coming back and playing. I, I like this guy as a running back. Um, I think, you know, if there's one thing we don't do well, stop the run, but that's okay. It's kind of a bend, but don't break. Let the guy run. They just don't want to get, you know, torched in the passing game, which happened to to them against the Dolphins. So I'll go over for Brian Robinson here. I, I, I like this young man as a runner. I'll go over as well. Um, Bobby O'Karake can't make every tackle, right? And, and, you know, sometimes he makes them four or five yards down the field. Um, guys, Remember at the start of the season, we were talking a lot about the pickups of Ashawn Robinson, right, and mm. Nunes Rocha, two veteran tough run stoppers. Has that manifested itself in any way, shape, or form? No. I mean, Ashawn Robinson no. barely plays anymore. You know what I mean? And and and, no. and Nunes Rocha is not. You know, you know, these guys are just not impactful players. Um, I believe the Giants are disappointed in these two guys, and. Um, you know, they needed help in the run defense, and they did not get it with those two guys. So I go over. I'm going to go over as well. I know he only had 10 carries, 31 yards against the Falcons, but they were, you know, they, they it was a shootout with when it came to that game. And I think they're going to have to – they're going to want to grind this thing out against the Giants on Sunday. So I'm going to go over. But remember, keep an eye on Chris Rodriguez, Jr. He's a scat back, speed back. that No one's really talking about that much. Let's Riverside it. Let's talk about the Giants when it comes to these prop bets. Uh, his wife just won a WNBA championship last night. Darren Waller receiving yards, 43 and a half. Paul, over under. Um, I was talking to Darren Waller on Wednesday in the locker room and he was preparing to go to the game. And I said to him, you know, forget about the commanders on Sunday. The most difficult thing you will have to do this week is navigating to get into Brooklyn tonight for for the game from New Jersey. <laughs> but he was already telling me, well, I have to I live near the ferry. I can take the ferry. And then and he said, you know, when I, I, I get door to door treatment, so I get the ferry. And then I don't know if I should take an Uber. So I'm saying, good luck with that. Go. Mm. And, and then he was telling me he was leaving like 530 or something. Oh. And I just shook my head and I'm like, you know, you got to, you know, go earlier. So hopefully he got I know he got there. Hopefully he got there for the opening tip. Congratulations to the Aces, right? Uh, New York still does not have a championship, right, at any level. Um, um, maybe that will empower Darren Waller. Um, I think he's smarting from not making that play at the end of the game. I really do. Now, was he interfered with? Okay, you could say he was, but he's there to make that play, to, to outmuscle that guy and jump higher than that guy and catch the ball, and the Giants win the game, and I think he's going to be a little bit of an attitude. He's not a big attitude guy. I think he's going to have a little attitude, and I think he goes over 43 and a half. 
Yeah, this guy, I think he's ascending. You know, I don't know how bad that hamstring limited in him early in this season, but I feel like he's gotten a little bit better each week. Each week he keeps getting a little bit better, a little bit more featured. Maybe he'll be more on the same page with Tyrod this week. Uh, like you said, the middle of that defense is not great, Brandon. The the safeties and the linebackers, they're not as good as the corners. So, you know, I, I can't wait to see Waller play this week. Like Paul said, maybe a little chip on his shoulder. His wife just won a championship, so he'll be motivated, which is – Really cool story, by the way. Yeah. I mean, to be in New York and watch your wife win a championship, I don't obviously know what that feels like, but that's got to <laughs> be pretty damn cool. Um, so congrats to them. I go over here. Yeah, I go over as well. I mean, that again, the, the we didn't talk much about it, but the Washington uh, second level, talking about those linebackers, they don't cover much. The Falcons with Cal Pitts, the Bears with Cole Komet, they were able to to get the ball in the middle of the field. And I see the Giants using him with all those crossing routes, getting some deep crossers. Give him the ball. Let him run. Let him, let, let him be the yak guy that he is, the yak tight end that he is. So we'll go over. Saquon rushing yards. I think this is an easy one. 68 and a half. You think this is easy? Yeah. Mm. I'll go under. Ooh. I'll go under here. I Ooh. think he'll be right around that number, and it doesn't mean Saquon had a bad game. But I think he gets a little bit more involved in the passing game, maybe mm. some screens. Um, I, I think this game is going to be a big receiver, tight end type game. So I'm going to go under. Doesn't mean he has a bad game, though. Yep. So uh, Saquon being on the field obviously helps this football team. Well, <laughs> I would have said under before he had 24 carries his first game back, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, they didn't baby him. You know, I think this whole coaching staff realized we need to win games here. You know, we need to win. If you're on the field, we're going to have to play you. You know, Justin Pugh, get out there and play 68 snaps at left tackle. We just got to do what we got to do here. Um, so I think um, they will give Saquon the ball. Um, you know, what did they do at the end of last season? You know, they kind of said, okay, Saquon's got to, you know, we, we got to, we got to, um, you know, we got to run the ball more, things like that. So I think, um, um, he'll get 20 carries, and I think if he gets 20 carries, he'll get over 68 and a half yards. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm with you on this one, Paul. He was. He, this dude looks ready. He looks like a man that's, that's possessed, ready to use a game like this as leverage to show how big of a piece or how much he means to this team. He was chilling in the locker room yesterday on the couch with his Debo slippers on. Just looked like he was ready to tear some things up. 68 and a half. I think he goes over 100. It's going to be a heavy dose of Saquon this game. I think that opens things up on the outside. Uh, I threw this one on you guys just now. I didn't even know it was like this. The over-under on the total points is 39. Sounds like we're talking about a JV high school football game. Uh, uh, Paul, I'll let you go first on this one. Over-under, 39 points. First, well, first of all, Brandon, I'm confused. Why is a guy sitting around the locker room in slippers mean he's ready to roll? To me, Debo slippers. Like Get it right. Debo, Debo what slippers. The, what are those? From the movie Friday, Debo. We got in the pre-production. We got to check these things. You got to tell yeah, me. Yeah, we got to check these things. All right, my bad. When I'm sitting around, when I'm sitting around wearing slippers, I'm not ready to roll. I'm ready to fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, total points thirty-nine. I'm going under. This is the New York Football Giants. Yeah. They don't score touchdowns. I think they can win the game, but I am not. I am not. I am not anymore going to pick them to score 25, 27, 29 until they show me they can do it. So, like I said, I'm going to pick them to win the game, but I'm not going to pick them to score a lot of points. But they will score a touchdown. I, it's a. It's mm. my stamp of approval. They're going to score a touchdown this week. Yeah, I think we get over here. Uh, that's really low. It might be the lowest of the week, I would imagine. But, again, it's that's what Vegas and people think about these two football teams, um, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Howe. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, I'll go over just a little bit. Uh, I've got the Giants winning this game, so I'll take the over. Oh, I'm going to go under on this one, 39 points. I, that seems like a lot. This game, you know, uh, I'm with Paul. I think the Giants offense does score a touchdown. I think the defense scores as well, or at least puts them in position to get another touchdown. But uh, 39, let's go under. If they, if you got to grind it out, grind it out if you have to. But at the end of the day, oh, you have to come away with the W. Uh, predictions and final thoughts. I'll start with you, Paul. I'll go, and then times you will kick us home. You know, I, I said to myself, you know, I'm not picking the Giants again until they win a game, but I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them to win this game. I just, they have, look, we, we said they had to win the Seattle game and they didn't, right? So at one of five, you know, what do you have to, what do you not have to? Uh, Lawrence said, you know, I have some confidence that Tyrod Taylor can go in and play a good game. His second game as a starter, I think he'll have, um, you know, a little more, a little more stability there. 
Um, I'm very concerned about the offensive line, but I think the Giants can win. Um, how about 19 to 16? That's an under. Mm. We got a bunch of field goals here, a bunch of field goals. It's a Lawrence Times game. Whenever you, you know, 24 17 is easy, right? Or you have the, you know, you yeah. the multiples of seven, but. 1916 is a game that Lawrence Tynes loves, right? It's like there's a lot of threes in there somewhere. So I'm going with a lot of threes, and the Giants finally break their losing streak. I'm going to go with 17-13 Giants on this one as well. It's Ooh. You're going to need a home win. Again, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But talking to the Giants, if I'm you guys, you have to capture Mother Mo. Momentum. You have to have it on your side. You have a fan base that's waiting. They're on the edge. They're on the. They're almost at the the, the fork in the road on which way to go. But they are going to back this team. Go out there, play lights out, play for each other, and just find a way to win this game. It's a huge game. No one think about uh, the Jets. No one think about the Raiders. Just go in, handle business, do what you have to do, and then capture that. And then let's see what happens next week. But I'm gonna go 17-13 Giants. Giants defense uh, steps up, plays big, gets more turnovers, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, that parking lot, you're hoping that parking lot, there's a lot of drunk, happy Giants fans. Uh, Tynes, here we go. Here's the snap. Here's the hold. Kick us home. Hey, nice hold here. Um, Man, that's a nasty score. 17-13? Golly, what is this? 1984? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take the Giants to win. This one's a little funky. 23-21. I think the way Sam Howe moves around back there, I think this defense flies around. We get a safety. It would just be typical Giants right now. A random 23, 23-21. So a lot of, you know, there's going to be some field goals. Graham Gano will probably be the featured player on offense, as he is every week. Uh, I would go in and ask for a raise. I don't know. He's making a shit ton of money right now, but he needs more. I mean, my God. Uh, but, yes, to your point, Brandon, it, they just have to go put on a good product for these wonderful, amazing people that come to that stadium on Sunday. They need this. New York needs this. New Jersey needs this. These fans need this. Go win a damn game, right? Sometimes you hear coaches say, just go win a damn game. That has to be the message this week from Dable. I don't care who's out there, who's lined up. Just go win a damn game and be a pro and and do it for these fans. They deserve it, man. It's been tough sledding. So 23-21, kind of a funky score. But uh, give me the Giants here. I think it's one of those ones where you – you got to have it. I'm done. I'm no done. Prop, no, no, prop, I mean, no, no prop. No prop this no, week. No, no, listen. They don't get props till they start winning some damn games. I don't uh, even think about the show until I come on. You know, I used to think about it and think, ah, oh, I don't think about these guys. They got to win some damn games. Like I said in my final thoughts. All right. Temporarily, that's a wrap on props. And that's a wrap on our week seven episode of Blue Rush. Please keep hitting that subscribe button to Blue Rush Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get all your podcasts. And make sure to follow the New York Post Sports and SNY YouTube channels for all videos from Blue Rush as well. New episodes, of course, you know this. They drop Monday morning following Giants games and Thursdays previewing the week ahead. For Paul Schwartz, Lawrence Tynes, and Brandon London, thank you guys for watching. We're going to catch you guys on another episode of Blue Rush.